Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where Catholic truth is served fresh daily. We've made you a reservation in the luxurious corner booth, so come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzezemski. Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, sitting in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. I should say the medically approved quieter isn't it it is a lot quieter without sam here was that a sam joke that's tom dorian speaking by the way joke i think it was an observation yeah okay so that's a good observation (laughs) you're right sam does talk a lot more than you do tom Um, i would never say that yours are yours are morsels of wisdom you think Uh, so yeah yeah you got something going on inside there and every once in a while you you uh, lift up the veil i'm going to use that with the family morsels of wisdom yes just hold that thought I have a morsel of wisdom for you. Usually say like, Dad, you're always talking about food. <laughs> well, I'm a morsel uh, of some steak, Dad. Shut up. <laughs> I am so glad you're here uh, in Thank our you, uh, socially too. distanced, luxurious corner booth. Although it's interesting because, um, you know, things are starting to open up. Yep. So as I think we've suspected that there's going to be a new normal. I mean, yeah, there's... I hope not. I don't know that things are really going to go back to the way they always were. I hope you're wrong. I, I think maybe some people will be happy about this, but I think the sign of peace at Mass is just gone. I don't see that that's going to happen anytime soon. Yeah. Uh, well, in sense, uh, in sense of like uh, uh, handshakes and hugging strangers and whatnot. Right. Um, so there's just a lot of things that are going to change. Thing. And uh, when we were talking about um, what we should do a show on, I'm, I reached out to you uh, and you're like, uh, you were still asleep, and uh, <laughs> you've been sleeping late it was on these. Five in the morning. <laughs> you don't. You got to get a five. life, man. It was five in the morning. I feed the chickens at three thirty. <laughs> in my mind, <laughs> I know. Um, on my mind farm. <laughs> if these people only knew you and us. Anyway, you suggested maybe talking about um, like if you're experiencing like a spiritual dryness in isolation. Yeah. Because we've done a show on like making good choices. Because like mm-hmm. you've, we've always. It seems like we've always prayed for extra time. Lord, if I could just have it. Like, <laughs> can you have you ever had like a fantasy in your mind where where all the clocks stopped, right, and would allow you just to catch up, right? Like in other words, just the calendar would stop, the clock would stop. Yeah, and here and we are, two months later. I know, I know. and <laughs> it has, and we had all this time, and so, and I think I subtitled that program like making good choices, right? Because we can choose to do good things or bad things, but the reality is, I think if we are introspective about the time that we spent, and I think the majority of us have extra time at home. Oh yeah, right. The majority is when all this kind of uh, various stages of lockdown and isolation and quarantine, whatever your state is, or whatever your country's um, doing, and uh, but all of us have been affected, oh, right? Yeah. And all of us have had to sort of look at ourselves and maybe go like in the spiritual mirror, as it were, and go like, "Am I am I doing good?" Right, right. And so some of us might have looked in the mirror and said, "Okay, I've realized that not doing well. I'm not doing well." Right. Maybe I've decided I'm not missing mass. Maybe mm-hmm. I've decided I'm not missing my regular Bible study, or I'm not. And maybe because I have, I don't have to. Mm-hmm. Because I don't have to, I'm not reading the scriptures. Right. Right. I, I, I'm not kind of... Not praying the rosary. Right, not doing the rosary. And you mentioned confession and all these things that we kind of get in a routine of doing. And I know that there are many people that genuinely crave 
to return to a sense of normalcy as far as all those things, especially the sacraments are concerned. And I, and I hope and pray that it happens soon for everyone. Mm-hmm. Some will happen sooner than others. Um, our own diocese, you know, is happening this weekend mm-hmm. uh, as this show airs. And, and I, I think that uh, uh, there are also people out there who maybe have realized, have taken a little stock and realized they're not doing so well, as you put it. And right. they, they're like, is it normal not to miss those things? Mm-hmm. And so what do I do about that? Right. So we're going to address that kind of issue, maybe the sort of a, a spiritual uh, dryness uh, in isolation. So this, we'll call it the desert of isolation. Oh, man. I so like we that. are in the desert of isolation Profound. now, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know what that looks like for you. For most people I've seen on social media, it means longer hair all over the place. <laughs> <It> means beards. <laughs> yeah. I've seen more beards and more, uh, I'm going to be honest with you, and no I shouldn't ties. say this. I saw uh, our our beloved bishop this morning mm-hmm. by happenstance. I was able to go into the diocesan center for one minute, uh, for 30 minutes, to uh, to send uh, uh, an email out that You're I had. You're not going to throw him under the bus, are you? No. I will just say that um, um, he's not the tallest guy. Um, he's spiritually extremely tall. Let's just say that. He's a giant. But, but his hair was, like, way taller. So I think he's probably waiting for that that post-quarantine haircut, too. All of us are kind of, like, right. trying to figure out. Now, luckily, I married a person that cuts hair. Perfect. That's not her job, but right. she's been gifted at it. And with nine kids, it's probably, I've calculated, it saved us $56,758 over the course of our 32 years of marriage. Uh, I and promise you, I believe it. 20, I promise 29 you. years of, of child, or 30 years of childbearing. Um, so... Um, you know, there's a lot of us that uh, that have spent a lot of time, you know, in this quarantine, and maybe have gotten lost. Yeah. So we're here to get you back on track. Awesome. So we're going to talk about some things that that we think will be ways in which you can get back on spiritual track. Okay. You know, so a a, a couple of things I, I would I would point out. Um, first and foremost, I am reminded when I, I've we've done a couple of shows on prayer, and I remember one time in prayer, I've talked several times to people. You probably have as well. Maybe you've experienced this, Tom, mm-hmm. where um, you're going to like start a new prayer regimen, mm-hmm. and you like, you know, that didn't do anything for me. Really? Right. What were you doing? I prayed uh, a rosary a day. Awesome. How long did you get done that? Well, I got three days done. Right. And I realized it wasn't doing anything for me. Mm-hmm. And so then I'll use the analogy. Now you will understand this analogy because you, as an ex football player, at me directly. Yes, because I'm pointing my finger right at you I too. Know, because I, I, I guarantee that if uh, uh, you know the big thing in in all athletics, but especially football, is strength and conditioning. conditioning they got coaches that's right. that that's their job, and I guarantee sure. that you understand the concept of if you start some strength and conditioning regimen, right. you do not expect results on the next day. Right. Right, I mean, it just Don't doesn't even expect make, it in three days, no, or a week. Yeah. So this idea that all of a sudden you're going to do accomplish all these great things, because a lot of people have attacked this time alone, or this time in isolation, or this time in quarantine, time with their families, all this extra time or whatever. They, they've attacked it with like, I'm finally going to write that book. Mm-hmm. It's like I didn't write the book, you know, because right. uh, we always look forward to the time. Like, if I had some more time, I'd, I would do some more walking and exercising and get in shape, or mm-hmm. I'm going to lose the weight, or I'm going to, you know, and spiritually, I'm going to finally read the entire, you know, uh, Bible all the way through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I got through Genesis. There's some interesting stories there. Then it got 
kind of bogged down in Exodus and I kind of totally lost in Deuteronomy and whatnot. And it's like, yeah, let's get, let's forget that. It's a dumb idea, you know? And so a lot of times we set these goals. So don't try to set some goal for yourself. Mm -hmm. Right. So I will suggest though, like in terms of prayer, have you found it helpful to have like a, I mean, at times in your life, I don't do things the same way every time, but sometimes when I see a spiritual dryness, I will do like a, um, a daily regimen. Oh, absolutely. And I'll say to myself, anything, anything. Yeah, right. I also remember, you know, we love bumper stickers here at the Catholic Cafe. And, and uh, one of my favorite sort of uh, corporate bit of wisdom, you know, a nugget of a morsel of wisdom oh, is, is uh, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. One baby. bite at a time. So, so don't bite off more than you can chew. Don't, don't do something uh, like incredible. Like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to pray, blah, 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 blah. If it takes you longer to say the list of what you're going to do than it does to actually say the Our Father or the Hail Mary, you're never going to do it, especially if it's new. Mm -hmm. So find one thing Mm -hmm. to do differently and do it. Yeah. Right? And then also lower your expectation as far as results, what you're going to get out of it, all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. So don't say. Because you're really in it for the wrong reason, too. You know? Yeah, what you're going to get out of it. get something out of it. I will say a person that has a, a strong and fearless prayer life lives a happier life. Yeah. But I think all of them would tell you it didn't come the first day, first month, maybe even the first year that they were trying right. to to be more attentive to their prayerful right. selves. Right. Same person with the push-ups you talked about earlier, conditioning. Yeah, it was. I was talking about myself, by the way. <laughs> I know, well, but, but you know, a, a month later or two months later, you might go, "Hey, man, something's changing. I'm starting yeah, to feel, feel I'm, good." Yeah, I'm up to a two-pack. You know, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm looking good. This is this is the great. The keg is disappearing. That's that's exactly right, I, man. Listen, uh, when I could like, I love you know, guys don't ever get rid of belts. That's true. And I loved that there was a time in my life where I actually had to cut the little ends off on my belts because they were like, I was cut, poking new long. holes, you know, I'm too dang cheap. And I'd like, I'm flapping every time the wind blows. It's like, bah, 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 bah. what is that noise? That's my belt. It's just extra belt. No more extra belt. So, now. so just take your time. Don't set expectations beyond uh, a reasonable um, uh, uh, ability to attain that, mm-hmm. right? So that's and that's that's wise. I, I would also say that to some degree, try something different or new. Mm-hmm. Not, I'm not going to say get into some of this uh, weird mystical experiences that you're, you know, transcendentalism or some kind of thing right. that you're just not used to and you're not really sure. I got it at centeringprayer.com and think that there's somehow you're, you're going to reach some spiritual realm that you've never reached before. Right. Um, there is no uh, online spiritual magical mushroom. I just, you know, not we do not encourage people to <laughs> to grow funky mushrooms <laughs> for sure. But but I'm just telling you, <laughs> come on, Tom, get, roll with me on I'm this. Sorry. <laughs> so oh, I'm so sorry. I yeah, got tickled. I okay, but but the point is, try something different uh, in in your prayer life in terms of what you're just going to lose it, aren't you? Take a deep breath, Tom. I'm trying. You can get through this. You can get through it. I'm just but, picturing there's some guy out there right now going, wait a second. You mean her magic <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm sure there's some people going like, I swore those off 50 years ago, you know. Um, and but, there's somebody out there going, who let these guys on the radio? Exactly. <laughs> Where are the sensors? Press the button. Press the button. I'm sorry. No, I just I just think that uh, there are some things maybe maybe you haven't tried to pray the rosary in a while. Try right. praying the rosary. Mm-hmm. And if you don't remember how... You know, make up the words. And Absolutely. I know that sounds weird, but no, get, just try. Yeah. And there's also tons of online resources there that is. will help you with like rosaries. 
Um, I do the Liturgy of the Hours every day, morning and evening prayer. It's part of my obligation as a, a, a deacon. And the thing is, the Liturgy of the Hours is, was not something that it used to be only done by the ordained. Right. But anyone can pray the Liturgy of the Hours. And again, there's online resources you can just read. So you're basically praying the, the universal prayer of the church. You're praying with all of the ordained, but all of Mother Church on the same day, at the, you know, the same basic prayers. And that's kind of a powerful thing to join in prayer. Yes, that's right. And it's new for a lot of people. They haven't, they haven't really tried. So, and there's all kinds of online resources, not just for that, but like going to do the masses mm-hmm. and, and all the, I mean, the number of deacons, now maybe I would recommend, some of them don't, but the number of them that have suddenly gotten on, you know, wearing their PJs, you know, with some, whatever ugly thing they got in the background of their house, you know, and they're just mumbling on the on the uh, a social media, like Facebook Live. I don't know why people, everyone's doing it now. You can see a hundred different live presentations of people doing prayers and, and priests getting on there just kind of doing their homilies or talking. And then, of right. course, there's all the masses. These are opportunities just to put that on the background. Yeah. You know, I was actually listening to a mass. And I know this sounds sacrilegious, but I was making breakfast. And so I just got online and I saw on Facebook a mass was going. And I thought, well, I know I've never actually prepared breakfast during mass, <laughs> but I was making breakfast. And I thought, well, let me just play this. And I went and listened to the homily. It was, it was actually kind of a, a new spiritual <laughs> high for me That's different. in the kitchen, yeah. you know, while I was cooking. So there's just lots of opportunities. So I would, I would start there first, increasing um, your, your prayer life. Now, we're still, I'm talking to Tom here about some ways in which we can kind of uh, maybe put a little bit of a, uh, uh, an oasis in the middle of our desert of isolation mm-hmm. uh, during this particular time. Um, but uh, we're going to continue talking about that on the other side of this break. But before we take that break, I'm remind folks we've got a great uh, website. Um, Deacon Jeff, and that's my email, but the website is thecatholiccafe.com. Man, of course, my email is deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. Also find us on Facebook, uh, Instagram, and on Twitter. Uh, like the us. Catholic Cafe. Like us and share posts, etc. Et that's right. That's, we miss Sam. <laughs> and with that, we'll be right back. Bestrzemski, and this is another great moment in church history. In 1904, a humble religious brother named Blessed André Bassett began building a shrine in honor of St. Joseph in Montreal, Canada. Brother André was born into a family of 10 children. He said his great devotion to St. Joseph came from the example of his father and the teaching of his mother. His father was a lumberjack who died in a tragic accident when Andre was only nine. His mother died three years later of tuberculosis, which left all ten children as orphans. When Andre was only 12 years old, he was forced to leave school and travel in order to find work. He wandered from job to job and eventually ended up in the United States as a textile worker. He was a diligent worker and excelled at his trade, even though he was in poor health. In 1870, he returned to Canada and applied to enter the Congregation of the Holy Cross in Montreal. With some reluctance, the superiors of the order agreed to accept him and assigned him the menial tasks in the community. Just as St. Joseph said yes to God's call and obediently consented to Christ's mission of salvation, Blessed André carried out his duties with a spirit of obedience and joy, even though they were the most humbling and tedious of tasks. His superiors kept a close eye on him, wondering if they had made a mistake in accepting him to the order. Brother Andre said, 
When I entered the community, my superior showed me the door, and I remained there for 40 years without leaving. Blessed Andre began to greet the physically and emotionally troubled who came to visit his community. For nearly 25 years, he received visitors for six to eight hours a day. His reputation for healings and cures became widespread. He did not like being known as a miracle worker. He once said, People are silly to think that I can perform miracles. It is God and St. Joseph who can heal you, not I. In today's modern culture, St. Joseph stands as a model for all Christian fathers. He emulates what it means to protect, provide, and nurture a Christian family. Knowing this, Brother Andre said, When you invoke St. Joseph, you don't have to speak much. You know your Father in Heaven knows what you need. Well, so does his friend, St. Joseph. Today, the Shrine to St. Joseph, built by Brother Andre, is now a magnificent basilica that thousands of pilgrims visit each year. They come seeking the same healing and renewal thousands received from Blessed Andre during his life. I'm Bess Drozimski, and this is another great moment in church history. Welcome back to the Catholic Cafe. Here's Deacon Jeff. And we're back in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. Uh, Tom is now sporting a face mask, and that's good. In fact, I hope you keep that face mask for the most part. Social distancing. Yes, man. you're doing good. Uh, you. We are trying to be safe, and I hope you guys are staying safe and healthy out there because uh, it's really a big challenge. Um, so um, other, we're talking about... Um, Dryness. Yeah, like we're in the desert of isolation. Exactly. Uh, and what do we? What do we? What if we find we're spiritually isolated? And even if we feel like well, it's kind of okay, I guess I'm doing okay. We can also we we can always add a little juice. Be better. Yeah, we can also always do a little better. What do you say to the guys out there that really are suffering? I know we're kind of being light about all this stuff, but there are people out there deep well, that are really really hurting. Right so now. people like that, uh, I would recommend first and foremost that they reach out to somebody. Good idea. Right, reach out. I don't know if you have a spiritual director or not, but but it's good to have one. It's mm-hmm. good to have somebody, and they don't have to technically be a spiritual director and have a degree in spiritual direction from some Catholic college. They, they but you, someone who's tuned into your your spirituality, so they understand you spiritually, so that, that you somebody you can share things with on a spiritual level. Mm-hmm. Someone you trust, you know, and uh, and they would need to be Catholic. They would need to be in the same kind of ballpark you're in mm-hmm. and share with them what you're going through. Yep. You know, most of the time when when you when you do share stuff like that, what you find out is, you know what, surprise, surprise, you're not the only one That's who's exactly experienced right. that ever. That's exactly you're right. not alone on an island. Right. Right. And so sharing that is a is a good thing to do. Mm-hmm. You know, um, to do that's if you're in a if you're in a world of hurt. So it may be also like our pastor uh, specifically actually sent out an email and sent out his private email address yep. uh, and his phone number and said, call contact me. me. Mm-hmm. If you're having problems, call me. Mm-hmm. I don't know if people have or not. Maybe he's like, maybe he's changed his number by now. I don't know. But, but the point is there's, you know, there, there are opportunities to share that with someone. Yep. Right. Um, and maybe it's going to be uh, your family specifically at home. Mm-hmm. Like, Maybe this is a time when you want to sit down with your spouse, mm-hmm. you know, and and let them know that you're, you know, maybe maybe you haven't shared with them on that kind of a level in a while. Mm-hmm. You know, when you ask people, like, what are they doing together as a couple spiritually, you get weird answers. We go to Mass together. It's like, well, yeah, but you're going with everybody. 
what do you do specifically? Right. Now, in the time, because our schedules have now suddenly uh, connected in a profound way, my wife and I, I mean, we do morning and evening prayer almost every single day now together, whereas before, it's my obligation. She always does it uh, as a deacon's wife. She doesn't have to, but she does it. But we do it together a lot. Well, Mm -hmm. that's kind of neat. It is. Right? It's it's kind of a neat thing to do. And so uh, I I think that, you know, for the most part, if people... um, Look to their spouse as maybe some um, a spiritual partner as well, maybe because that's what they're supposed to be. But maybe look more. Yeah. Right. So so maybe deeper. that's an opportunity. That's what I would do now. Since we're on the subject of family, I I, th- I think I do want to kind of go down a little path here about family and spend some time talking about it. with all this family time. Mm-hmm. I have I have read more social media posts. I've seen more posts of people. Showing a picture of their big green egg or whatever they're grilling on a, a twelve dollar barbecue grill from Fred's, mm-hmm. you know. And I've seen, and I personally, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know about you, Tom, but I had set a record for myself. We grilled out six nights in a row. Wow! And because uh, there's some really good deals on steak <laughs> right now, and I, I'm not kidding. I bought three huge ribeyes for mm-hmm. for uh, they were seven dollars a piece. Wow! So it's like where was that? Uh, at Kroger, and uh, so I, I cut. They were so big, I cut them in half. And we had six of us at home, and we scarfed them up. Excellent. So it's like I, we've just been grilling out like crazy. Yeah, and been trying new things. What yeah. is a blade steak? I don't know, but I cooked one. A blade steak. Yeah, I don't know what that's called, but there's it's on the package. There you I've go. had eye of round. That was pretty good. Okay. You know, it's, it's interesting. You know, you experiment, but the point is, you're at home with your family, trying something new. Yeah, and so what? What I would? What I would? I, what I would say to someone who's like going through some spiritual dryness and in this sort of desert of isolation, I would say spend time with family. It doesn't mean you have to. Oh, let's open our Bibles, kids. Right. You know, and let's start. You know, praying. Well, I'm not saying you should. Yeah, I was going to say not that there's anything wrong with that. That's wonderful to do, but you may not be there, and your right. kids may not be there. Right. So you don't want to force spirituality. You yeah. don't want to force that. Instead, what I would suggest, like again, don't bite off more than you can chew. Enjoy the time with your family. Yeah, your time with your family is God given. Mm-hmm. It's God blessed, and it's church endorsed. Mm-hmm. Right? It's good. So just spending time with your family, and I don't care if it's like, you know, uh, if on uh, the fourth of May, you know, you you it was May the fourth be with you, and you spend it watching a Star Wars movie together. Put a if you I hope you had a big bowl of popcorn, and put the real butter on it. You know, and you doled out the Cokes and the Diet Cokes, and uh, and you enjoyed watching the movie together as a family. I know the Dorians like movies. You know what? I actually forgot all about May the 4th. That's, uh, that's a big, significant day. Well, for some people. It is. I know. My son, Jared, was born on May the 4th. Uh, born. He was uh, married on May the 4th. I know. So he would I have remember. that wedding anniversary. And, and you know, the, the thing is, that, that family time is a blessing. And that family time is also a prayer. Mm-hmm. It's a living prayer. It's like living your life as a prayer, living with your family. So if, 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 uh, if the weather's nice in your part of town, I mean, in Memphis, it's been beautiful. It's fantastic. I mean, the mosquitoes aren't here yet. It's not too hot. You had to say this out loud, didn't you? I know. I probably, there might be mosquitoes waiting for me at home. <laughs> You know, and, and but the thing is, you know, so if that means a cigar and a beer and or, or uh, whatever adult beverage, yeah. uh, or just for me, like having a diet coke and sitting outside and just talking, just hanging out, that is a prayer. Yep, and that will help you spiritually. And the other thing is, 
your kids will pick up on that. Yeah. They're going to like, remember that chill time? Yeah. You know, remember the time we were just hanging out? Well, I think what you're talking about is just being. You're not talking about doing necessarily. Be, you're about capital being, B, right? capital E, right. be with your family. Just be, that's exactly Be present, right? right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and you're exactly right. That's what I'm talking about. Stop trying to force it. Don't say, we're going to play this game. We're mm-hmm. going to do this thing. Now, if you have an idea of a game or whatever, that's great. If that's mm-hmm. what comes naturally. But don't force, like, we're going to do crafts. Right now, don't. You know, just don't, 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 don't make there. an activity. Just hang out. Yeah. How's it going? What's going on? You can talk about whatever you want to talk about. Just be with each other. Tell jokes. Be, be friendly to each other. And I, I'm telling you, your kids will remember. I, I'm, some of my favorite memories that my kids have had that they'll tell me about is they'll remember times that the power went out at the house <laughs> and we put candles out mm-hmm. and everyone sat around in candlelight for whatever, one to two to three to five hours in the evening mm-hmm. going like, well, it's too early to go to bed and we're just sitting here, so... Let's Tell just, stories. So you hang out. Yeah. And there's something blessed about that. Absolutely. And, and, and I think God gave us a really a really big power outage, <laughs> you know, that's big lasted time. for some of us. So so if you're hunting for something still, mm-hmm. just be with your family. Use mm-hmm. that family time as an opportunity um, I, I, for just to grow with your family. Mm-hmm. And I promise you, your kids will see that as a positive Um and and essentially, what they're going to end up doing is maybe they're going to they're going to realize the value of quality time, and so are you. And I promise you, that's going to help you in your spiritual dryness. Absolutely, because you're realizing that spirituality, your your spiritual nature, your your spirituality is not confined to Bible study, prayer time, mass time, going to confession, all those things. That's something that's lived. That's exactly right, right. And since I mentioned the word confession. We always say in this show, if there, if you're ever bound up, caught up, stuck up, stove up, whatever it is, if you got, if you got something that just won't go away, yeah. confession is like the clearinghouse. Yeah, it is the flush. It will flush you spiritually in a beautiful way. So, if your parish is offering regular confessions, if not, call up your priest or a priest. Um, and say, hey, can you have time for a confession? And they will find a way to meet you in a parking lot. Yeah, drive through. To, yeah, you can do the. A lot of parishes are having the drive by, drive through. What a drive great up, story that's going to be know? someday. It is. Remember the remember the great coronavirus, <laughs> you know, year. Um, and and that, that's because getting all that off your system. Yep. You know, as my mom would always say, get that off your system, get that Perfect. out of your system, right? Go eat some crystal burgers and clear it out. <laughs> All right, with all that, uh, now let's. Uh, we need to ask the Blessed Mother to be with us in this difficult Amen. time in our country and in our lives. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy, Holy Mary, Mary, Mother of God, God pray, pray for, for us sinners, sinners now and at the hour of our death. death. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Catholic Cafe. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, Send him an email at deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. Visit us on the web at thecatholiccafe.com. You can also find us on iTunes or follow us on Facebook and Twitter. The Catholic Cafe is brought to you by the Order of Malta Federal Association. Join us again at the Catholic Cafe, serving up salvation one cup of coffee at a time.